Before we get started with today's episode, where we will talk about the least sexy topic uh, in financial planning, I'd like to ask you a few questions. What would happen to you from a financial standpoint if you caused a five-car pileup with several fatalities and several extremely expensive vehicles being destroyed? Question number two. What would happen to you financially if you left your stove on, this caused your house to burn down, but it also caused several other homes in your neighborhood to burn down as well? And question number three, uh, you are out boating over the weekend and your boat hits an expensive boat and God forbid it's in the middle of the lake and there are fatalities and, and water-based injuries involved. What would happen to you from a financial standpoint? So today's episode is about the personal liability umbrella policy and uh, I hope that you enjoy and I hope that this is educational. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. My name is David Chudik, and I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. The interesting thing about me, though, is I also own a property and casualty insurance agency. So one part of my business, uh, if we look at it from a 30,000-foot level, helps you to grow money. Uh, the other part of my business helps you to protect your money. So let's talk a little bit about protection today. And we're going to talk about one of the least sexy uh, topics in all of financial planning, but arguably one of the most important and also one of the easiest and cheapest uh, to fix. So let's think about this. Let's think about you have a teenage driver and your teenage driver is probably an angel, just like my teenage driver is probably an angel, but uh, you know, things happen with teenagers. And let's think about that one time that they check their Instagram or, or, or their Snapchat, or quite frankly, I don't even know what the new popular program is right now, but, but we all know we shouldn't look at our phones when we're driving, but, but they do. Uh, let's say that it's a, a horrible situation. They miss a stop sign and they hit my car and they hit my car and I have my wife, I have myself and I have my three children. And let's think about we are all hospitalized and, and maybe not able to work. And, and these are some big, big medical bills, right? So this can get up in the millions, millions of dollars, especially if there's, God forbid, a fatality. So do you know what would happen to your, um, to your financial situation uh, in that case? Do you know exactly how much out-of-pocket expense you would have? Do you know what your car insurance would pay? Uh, do you know if you have coverage over and above your car insurance? So the topic of today's podcast is a personal umbrella policy, okay? Personal liability umbrella policy. And I'm going to talk very generally because uh, these types of policies, they can vary between companies. Uh, individual contracts can be slightly different, and they can also vary <clears throat> uh, from state to state on how they... Um, on some some of the technical language but generally speaking 
a personal umbrella policy will will pay for damages that you cause um, over and above what they call the underlying policy limits. So let's go back to my example where your teenage driver was driving your car and, and your teenage driver made a mistake and your teenage driver hit my car causing some severe injuries. Initially, your car insurance would pay for the damages on that claim. But in this hypothetical example, the, the damages are going to be so great that your car insurance would not provide enough coverage to pay for all of the damages, all of the lost wages, the hospital bills, the pain and suffering. Uh, God forbid if there was a fatality, uh, future lost wages can, can get up into literally the millions. So more than likely, your car insurance does not provide the adequate coverage to cover all of those damages. So I would hope that your insurance agent and also even potentially your financial advisor has asked you to ask your insurance agent about a personal umbrella. Once your underlying policy, which would be the car insurance in this case, has paid all that it can pay when it's that's what they call reaching their limits, then a personal umbrella policy would kick in. And typically they're for at least a million dollars and they go kind of in increments of, a, of another million. So you can have a one, two, three, four, five, and five plus million dollar umbrella. Um, but the interesting thing and the great thing about personal liability umbrella policies is that cost per dollar of coverage is very, very, very inexpensive. So I um, was looking at one the other day and uh, two 30 year olds with two cars and a um, and one house you were looking at, uh, I think it was $250 a year for an additional million dollars of coverage. Okay. So in that case, we're with the teenage driver, somebody's going to pay for that claim. It's either going to be you and your assets, or it's going to be the insurance company. So which one would you rather have it be? And if you could take away that risk for just a couple hundred dollars and transfer, that's one of the methods of risk, risk management. If you could transfer that risk to, to an insurance company for several hundred dollars per year, wouldn't you want to do it? So let's think about some other types of scenarios where a personal umbrella policy um, would um, would potentially kick in and 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 protect your assets because remember that's all insurance is right insurance is money paid out by a company after a triggering event and liability um, is you know the triggering event is is for lack of a better term when you or one of the insured parties does something that you shouldn't have done or didn't do something that uh, that you should have done so here's a real life claim from the uh, uh, insurance agents and brokers of South Carolina website. Uh, claimant, age two, was on the insured's property with his grandparents who were there to care for two horses owned by the insureds. The insureds were, were out of town on vacation. The claimant was kicked by one of the horses, taken to the emergency room, and then life-flighted to a larger hospital. The claimant, which again was the two-year-old, was given a 5% 5% chance of survival and underwent surgery for a cracked skull, a piece of which was missing, with 30% damage to the right side of his brain. He survived and is residing in a neighborhood, a neighboring state at a rehabilitation center. A large payment was made under the personal umbrella. So think about the costs of that. Number one, so if that was your, your property, your horse, think about the cost it would pay 
to um, to pay for the damages of that poor two year old, and then think about uh, you know who's going to pay that? Is that going to come from your assets or from the insurance company's assets? But also, you know, think about how much you would want that child to have the right level of care. Okay, so this is what a personal umbrella can do for you. Another example, and this is uh, from independentagent.com. The insured hosted a party at his home. Among the guests was a claimant, a family friend who was also the insured's financial advisor. The claimant brought his wife, infant, and two-year-old child to the party. The insured gave the claimant a jug of spring water for him to use to mix the formula for the infant. The two-year-old also had a drink. Shortly thereafter, the children became ill. The family left the party and then took the children to the hospital. The hospital requested the water jug, which was found to contain arsenic. An old label was found wrapped around the handle with the word weed killer printed on it. The insured had apparently mixed a solution of weed killer in a jug similar to, to the ones used for, uh, mix, used for spring water and mistakenly gave it to the claimant. Now, this is a horrible situation. The infant died and the two-year-old survived after being in critical condition. The personal umbrella policy limits were paid out. So imagine a simple mistake, right? You, you had mixed some weed killer, uh, you're having a party, and uh, a child ends up drinking from the container that the weed killer was in. Obviously, there's no, no malintent or anything like that, but there's some, there's some consequences, right? There's, there's, there's expenses, there's pain and suffering, there's the emotional distress. And in this case, you know, that million dollars, or the article doesn't say if it was a million dollar umbrella or more, but um, none of that money brings the child back. And, and certainly the parents would, uh, would trade that money for their child. But what it does is it makes life a little bit easier, pays the expenses, and uh, it helped, uh, I would assume it would have helped uh, the claimant's parents to uh, just have a slightly easier time after this horrible, horrible event. So those are a couple of examples, and let's talk about how personal umbrellas are rated or priced. So companies or carriers, they typically look at how many exposures you have and what type of exposures. So what do I mean by exposures? Exposures are, are, um, are actions or, or properties that, that could make a, a risk more likely. So if you own several rental houses and I own no rental houses, obviously you have a bigger chance of, um, of having an umbrella uh, claim against you because you have more, more, more exposed risk. So what companies normally do is they look at the, the, the number and ages and driving records of the drivers. Probably most umbrella claims are paid out due to uh, due to severe car accidents. So, how many cars you have? How many drivers you have? How many young drivers? How many older drivers? Because let's face it, at a certain age, reflexes uh, begin to uh, diminish. And what are the driving records? So that's one of the rating factors for a personal umbrella policy. Some companies will deny coverage or, or, or not offer a policy if there are too many tickets and accidents, but there are, uh, there are companies that specialize in, in what they call high-risk umbrellas. 
the next uh, set of exposures that insurance companies look at when rating an umbrella policy is dwelling. So do you have one house? Do you have a house and a vacation home? Do you have several, uh, several rental properties? Because again, the more properties you have, that just gives more chance of the insurance being used and having a major, major claim. Uh, they'll look at watercraft, right? So do you own any boats? If you own a boat and I don't, obviously you have a little bit more chance of, of using your umbrella because you're out on the water and watercraft claims can get very, very expensive. Um, they'll look at um, uh, if you are a person of a high profile. So there are companies who will either increase the rate or not offer coverage if you are a celebrity, because celebrities are much more likely to get sued, right? Just because of the litigious society we live in. If you are a, um, a politician, if you're a high ranking official at a major company, things like that. So all companies have different guidelines, but um, what they, so you always wanna be upfront with your agent so they can determine if coverage uh, can be offered but um, companies do vary with what their guidelines are. So some of what I do and what my firm does is very, very exciting, right? So we work, um, we work to help clients to build their wealth. We have uh, some high, uh, we have a, an investment process that's, that's excellent and really takes into account uh, a long-term process. Um, we work with uh, tax strategies that helps people uh, in, in, in different circumstances to, to pay less taxes and, and, and we work on that planning process. We work with estate planning. Um, but one thing that we do and that I do that's, that is equally as important as, as those topics is we work with our clients to make sure that when life throws curveballs and when things happen, uh, all that money that we helped you to, to accumulate is protected. So if you've never had an, a personal umbrella policy, talk to your insurance agent about it. Um, email me, David at Parallel Financial, if you'd like to just chat about something like that and, and get some more details. This is a 30,000 foot overview on what I call the least sexy uh, part of financial planning, but arguably the easiest, uh, the easiest part to fix for a very, very inexpensive price. And as always, if you would like to uh, have a 30 minute phone call or Zoom call or meet in person if you're local and you feel comfortable um, about what it's like to, uh, to work with a financial advisor and what it looks like to work with me um, and our firm Parallel Financial, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. Or you can go to uh, my calendar link, www.calendly.com slash david. PF and that's P for parallel parallel and F for financial and uh, yeah let's get together and let's uh, let's talk about what maybe what some of your challenges are what some of your concerns are and um, see if there are some next steps so until next time I wish you a great week